0: Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 342. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, I'm going to share with you an encore of an episode where I talked about 10 things to do when the stock market crashes. These are important things to know because we're overdue for a severe, significant, and by that I mean 20% or more stock market pullback. We're due for this and we haven't seen it yet. And I wanted to share this with you because when that happens, it might be fast, it might be severe, and you might not know exactly what to do. On this podcast, I wanted to talk with you about the things you should do and the things you shouldn't do, so you're prepared when we do have that inevitable sharp pullback. Stock market pullbacks and crashes are part of investing, so you need to have a strategy to handle them. Rather than hoping they won't happen, you have to accept them as part of investing and learn what to do because the stock market drops about 10% every 11 months on average. The Dow Jones Industrial Average has dropped 20% 12 times since the end of World War II. That's about every six years. So why don't financial advisors teach you this? Why don't they prepare you for this? Why do they act like it's unusual? I guess they don't like to talk about things that scare clients away. But rather than ignore it, let's embrace pullbacks and crashes. Like Warren Buffett says, the stock market is the only thing that when it goes on sale, no one wants to buy it. Can't let your money sit in a money market account at 1% and expect to become wealthy. You usually can't save enough money and become wealthy. It's not about saving money. Wealth is about investing because compounding at a high rate is what makes you wealthy. And to do that, you have to take risk. You have to invest whether it's stocks, real estate, silver, whatever you choose to invest in, you have to take risk. You can mitigate that risk by studying cycles and understanding where the best place to invest is long term. My point is, you must invest if you want to be wealthy, period. In my opinion, once we experience this worldwide sovereign debt crisis and crash, the U.S. stock market will still be one of the best places to invest going forward. So let's talk about how to embrace this decline that's coming in the stock market and what to do when it happens. Number one, do nothing. That's right. When you experience a sharp pullback or a crash, it's too late. If you didn't know from cycles that it was coming ahead of time and could raise cash before it happened, then it's too late to do it after the crash. In fact, selling after a crash is the worst thing you can do. Do not do it, don't sell. Most of the time, the stock market will at least have a strong move upward after a crash and it's called a dead cat bounce. So wait for the move up if you're considering selling. My advice is don't sell even after the dead cat bounce. It may take a few months or a few years But the stock market has always recovered eventually and then gone higher. It will next time, too. Number two, don't panic. The worst thing to do is panic. Don't panic. (laughs) Don't call your broker and say, get me out. I don't care if I've lost money. Just get me out. Those very words are spoken by many inexperienced investors right at the bottom before the big dead cat bounce comes. What you've done is locked in your losses. If you aren't invested, you won't benefit from the bounce. You may be fearing you're going to lose, quote, all your money. And guess what? Your fear is going to cause it to happen if you sell at the bottom. So don't do it. Number three, resist that urge to sell. Under all conditions, resist the urge to sell. This is not the time to sell. You'll only do yourself serious harm if you sell. Accept that pullbacks and crashes are part of stock market investing. Expect them. Embrace them. Relax and know they won't last forever, no matter what the pundits are saying and how many chicken littles appear on CNBC saying the world is ending. Remember, the stock market is made up of businesses, and businesses sell things to people. When you wake up tomorrow, you will still have to eat, work, drive, and buy things, and so does everyone else. You may change your spending priorities depending on how well the economy is doing, but you will still spend money. Therefore, companies will still be in business tomorrow, even if their stock price is a lot lower today. Apple will still be selling computers and phones tomorrow, even if their stock price goes down by half. That's not a buy recommendation. I'm just saying. Number four, consider buying because stocks are on sale. Yesterday, stocks were a lot more expensive than they are today, so get out your shopping list of stocks and decide what you want to buy. Think about the products and services you spend your money on. They may be a place to start looking for potential investments. What are the trends today that will continue for years? Are solar panels and electric cars something that could have strong sales for years to come? Perhaps they are worthy of future investment research. Like, are they overvalued or undervalued? What is their earnings growth rate? Is it sustainable? Is it steady? What is their relative strength compared to their competitors? Are insiders buying? What new products and services do they have coming out soon? These are just a few things to think about before buying a stock. Number five, consider rebalancing your portfolio. After a crash or pullback, take a look at your portfolio and see if you are positioned as well as possible. Are you in sustainable growth companies? Are you in consumer staples? Things that people will buy even in a recession? If you are too heavy in bonds, perhaps sell some and buy dividend-paying stocks that could perform even better. Think about what percentage you have in stocks, bonds, international, emerging markets, real estate, etc., Perhaps you have too much in small company or small cap stocks and want to be in larger companies that have more staying power. Or perhaps there are some small companies that are strong growers in a niche and can navigate through tough waters like a speedboat versus a cruise ship. Number six, check your fear level. Fear does nothing but cause you to freeze. So if you're feeling fearful, start doing some research that would make you feel more empowered go buy an Investor's Business Daily newspaper at the store and read it. See what they're saying and look at the charts of the market leaders. It's an inexpensive way to do professional research. Number seven, check your 401k. Go online and check out what your 401k or IRA is invested in. Refer to point five for rebalancing. Again, Large companies that pay dividends might be a good buy because you get the dividend of, say, 3% plus the appreciation of the stock. Together, they can provide a good return and compounding rate. Number eight, get your shopping list together. Think about what stocks you've wanted to own the last few years. This might be the time to pick them up for a bargain. Be sure there's nothing that has changed with them fundamentally, like they have problems paying their debt or something like that. If they are still going to have strong sales and strong growth, consider buying them. Look at their chart. Look at their earnings and their P.E. ratio. Are there insiders buying? Are they doing a stock buyback where the company is purchasing their own stock? Number nine, look at dividend-paying stocks. I've already mentioned why dividend-paying stocks can be a good idea because of the dividend plus the price appreciation. Research dividend-paying stocks by Googling them. Be careful, though, not to just pick the highest dividend. Sometimes that's caused by a low stock price that may not improve soon. Rather, use the dividend as one factor of many to consider when buying a stock. If you haven't listened to my podcast, What Makes Stocks Go Up?, I'll leave a link here in the show notes. Number 10. Think about buying defensive, staple-oriented companies. Investopedia defines consumer staples as, quote, Goods that people are unable or unwilling to cut out of their budgets regardless of their financial situation. Consumer staple stocks are considered non-cyclical, meaning they are always in demand no matter how well the economy is performing. Pick out what companies are fast growers that are likely to rebound, even in a recession. Think about defensive companies, things people buy even during a recession, like cigarettes, liquor, pharmaceuticals, groceries, Dollar stores, liquidators, gas, drug stores, snacks, soft drinks, fast food, cosmetics, and other consumer staples. So there you have it. Get used to stock market pullbacks and crashes. They're here to stay. I will say that stock market cycles look like they are going to get even crazier over the next few years with more huge moves up and down. So you really ought to pay attention closely to what I've said here. If you'd like to learn more about being in my inside circle and invest alongside me in the Be Wealthy and Smart VIP experience, join my list at lyndapjones.com and watch for the next time the door is open to join. Until next time...